0: Hello, and welcome to the season 3 premiere of Tattered Tales. I'm Joe Wakefield, your tour guide on this exploration of fantastic anthology. Tonight's episode, Alonzi, is a bit of a mystery. An unexplained incident surrounding the first privatized spaceship launches us into our sci fi adventure. Let's go!
1: Z-Space Corporate Space Station, March 13th, 2036, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
2: Hello? Is this thing on? No. You're in playback
3: mode. See? Wow. You two are actual rocket scientists and you can't figure out how to work a camcorder?
4: Hey, come me some slack. We're about to talk to billions of people. It's a little nerve-wracking. Got it. We're
2: good to go. You guys ready? Yep. Sure am. Okay. We're on with the whole world in three, two, one, action. Hello,
4: people of Earth. I'm Dr. Jonathan Whitaker. Joining me today are my two wonderful colleagues, Dr. Anthony Cabaldi and Dr. Alexis Smith. Hello. Ciao. Even though we're a little late from our projected 2032 launch, we're still overjoyed to be addressing you all from the world's first privately owned corporate space station. That's right, we are fully operational and orbiting Earth about 16 times a day.
3: And to all you out there that said that we couldn't do it, that this station would never happen, well, look at us now, day one of our five-year mission, woo! Better late than never, right? That's what I'm talking about!
4: To everyone out there watching this broadcast, we know things have been tough down there. The shortages, the climate, it's a mess. Which is why it's our sincerest wish that today's broadcast brings you a little bit of hope.
2: Yeah. You'll have fun dealing with that while we stay up here and test Z-Space's new toys.
3: Don't mind him. Not all of us in the science field were able to develop social skills.
2: Hey!
3: The reason why this is something to be excited about is that this space station is the first step in sustaining human life off-world permanently. If we succeed here, soon we'll be able to inhabit other planets. Future generations can live and grow in a space perfectly adapted to the ideal Earth environment. We'll all be able to live in a paradise.
2: A paradise within the confines of a giant biodome, but sure. Well, even though we're not going to be able to set foot on
4: Earth for a few years, at least we'll have a better view than any astronauts before us. Look
2: over here at our giant window. So for those of you out there who don't know, this is a big deal because up until now, Actual windows on spacecrafts had to be very small in order to withstand the tremendous heat and pressure that goes along with space travel. We've got a fantastic view
4: of just about all of you down there. We wish you could see it.
3: Surprise! With the help of 14 state-of-the-art cameras strategically placed around the edges of our viewport, you can see exactly what we're seeing.
2: In stunning 6K, no less. How do I switch the view? Dude. Go to menu, it's under visual feed. Oh, there we go. Like I was
4: saying, we've got a beautiful view of Mother Earth.
2: Hey, do you see that?
3: Mm, what? That, over there.
4: I don't see anything.
3: It's probably just some space junk.
2: I don't think so.
3: Holy crap! Is that a body?
2: I don't believe it. Hey, it's coming at us pretty fast.
3: I wasn't sure at first, but now it's clear as day. He's not even in a space suit. It looks like he's just in street clothes.
4: How in the world did he get out there?
2: Seriously though, I think he's going to hit us. Should we cut the feed? Uh,
3: what? We're still on?
2: Yes, cut it. Cut it now. I'm trying. Which button? Brace yourself, guys the frozen corpse is about to hit!
1: <gasps> the Eccleston Home, Port Washington, New York, March 13, 2036, 2.33 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
3: We at the network would like to apologize to any viewers who may have found what we just saw disturbing. There are obviously a lot of questions at this point And we will report back as soon as we have an update. Back to you, Jim. Holy crap! Did you see that? That frozen guy just shattered into a million pieces. What's going on? Yo, Rory, you with me, bud?
5: I think that was my dad.
3: Ha, who? That frozen guy? I gotta go. Hey, wait! You forgot your phone!
1: Z-Space Corporate Headquarters. The office of Bradley Tennant, New York City, 3.14 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
3: Uh, sir, the military is here.
6: I told you to keep everyone out until the crisis is resolved.
7: Sir, it's the government. I'm not sure what you expect me to do.
6: Very well. How long do I have?
3: About five seconds. Or
8: less.
6: Thank you, Miss Pond. Come in.
8: Thanks for finding the time to see me.
6: Is that a joke? Yes. What can I do for you, General Piper?
8: How about we skip the whole song and dance? You know why I'm here.
6: I assure you, I and all of us here at Z-Space are doing our best to find out the exact details of what has occurred.
8: See, there you go, singing and dancing. Enough. Our top analysts have already gone through the video we know the body belonged to Professor Colin Smith, a scientist working in your fringe division.
6: You mean R&D?
8: Sure. In any case, I'm sure that you can see how this incident might pique the interest of the American government. If your company has developed some kind of teleportation technology, Uncle Sam is going to need to know about it.
6: Teleportation? Is that what you think we're dealing with?
8: Seems the most logical conclusion. How else does your average citizen just appear in the vacuum of space? I suppose you'd have me believe he jumped really high. Maybe from the top of a mountain or something.
6: The truth is we're not sure what happened yet. Smith was working on a lot of projects at his home laboratory.
8: Home? Why wasn't he working out of one of your facilities? Smith
6: is a single father. He needed to work from home in order to take care of his kid. He and his wife divorced about a year ago, right around the same time Alexis officially signed on to the project. You do know that his wife is one of the astronauts up on that station.
8: I bet that was a surprise.
6: It would have to be.
8: Well, Mr. Tennant, I'm going to need Professor Smith's home address as well as any records you have on what projects he was currently working on.
6: I'm afraid I can't do that. When the United States government decided to move NASA into the private sector it meant that its secrets would be shielded from any Freedom of Information Act requests. But with that safety net also comes the ability for zSpace to declare what's considered a proprietary secret.
8: You corporate worm.
6: And you're an uninvolved warmonger. As long as I'm around, you won't be able to turn any of our breakthroughs into weapons for Uncle Sam's many wars.
8: I'd watch my mouth if I were you. One fundamental truth I've learned over the years. Things are always changing. Don't get too comfortable in that chair, Mr. Tennant.
1: Outside Professor Colin Smith's suburban home. Port Washington, New York. 3.52 3:52 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
5: You better be here, old man. What the hell, dad? You changed the freaking code? Dad! Hey, dad. Hey, dad. Where are you? Are you here? Hey, you down in your lab? Who are you?
7: My name is Karen Mackie, and this is my associate, Arthur Gill. We're with Zed Space.
6: You must be Rory.
7: What what are you guys doing here? I presume the same thing you are. We're looking for your father.
6: So he's not
5: here. So does that mean there really was him up there?
6: That's what we're trying to figure
5: out. Hello, Miss Pond? Hello?
7: Damn, I've got to head upstairs. There's no reception down here. Watch the kid.
6: Yes, ma'am. Hey, stay where I can see you.
5: I'm just going to grab some stuff off my dad's desk. Look, he's probably dead. I know you guys are going to come in and package everything up, then seal it in some vault somewhere. The least you can do is let me grab some of his stuff.
6: Fine, but make it quick and don't touch anything else.
5: Dad left his computer on. What does that say? Test one was successfully executed at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Test two will begin at 4 p.m. Wait, that's 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 less than a minute from now.
6: What did you do?
5: Nothing. I was just standing here.
6: It sounds like this entire place is rigged up like a machine.
5: Do you feel that? There's like a an electromagnetic charge in the air.
6: Kid, look down. I'm standing on a platform. Oh crap! Get out of there! <laughs>
1: Z-Space Corporate Space Station, 4.02 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
4: You seriously think that guy out there was your husband?
3: Ex-husband. And I don't know, but I'm going to find out. I gotta call my kid.
2: How do you expect to do that? In case you haven't noticed,
3: we're currently out of cell phone range. I'm gonna hijack a few Z-Space satellites.
2: You can't be serious.
4: That could work. Z-Space has satellites orbiting all around the planet.
2: Yeah, I, I guess, but it's not exactly legal. You'll be lucky if all they do is fire you.
3: I'll
1: risk it. The Eccleston Home, Port Washington, New York, March 13th, 2036, 4.14 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
3: Uh, hello, hello? Hello? Who is this? Is Rory there? Miss Smith? Aren't you on the space station right now? Yes, I am. Is Rory there? No, sorry. He ran to his dad's house right after your broadcast. You mean he ran home? No, Rory has actually been staying with us the past few months. I guess things are really tough since you left. I, I, I assumed you knew all this. Colin and I haven't exactly been on speaking terms since the divorce. What was your name? Yaz. Okay. Yaz, listen to me very carefully. I need you to find Rory before he does something stupid.
1: Z-Space Corporate Headquarters, the office of Bradley Tennant, New York City, 421 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
6: Hello.
7: Mr. Tennant, it's Karen. Arthur is dead.
6: Jesus. What happened now?
7: The kid must have activated Smith's experiment, which I'm pretty sure has something to do with bending space-time. He is surrounded by something like an energy bubble. I'm not sure how else to describe it. Apparently, when Arthur reached in to grab the kid, he started rapidly aging as soon as he crossed the bubble's threshold. Rory says Arthur was dust in a matter of seconds.
6: So the boy's still alive?
7: For now, but I don't see any way to turn off the machine. I think we might have to just let it finish the process, then shut everything down during the next window. The experiment seems to be set to repeat automatically every two hours.
6: Great. So, on top of everything else, you're telling me that we might have to allow Colin's kid to be lost somewhere in time. And we still have no idea why Professor Smith ended up in outer space.
7: What would you like me to do?
6: Just stay put for now. General Piper is breathing down my neck. I don't want to send anyone else out there and tip her off to where the lab is. Now stand guard outside. If anything goes south, down in that lab, I'd prefer you not be at Ground Zero. I'll send more help as soon as I can.
1: Okay, thank you sir, goodbye. Professor Colin Smith's basement laboratory, Port Washington, New York, 4.33 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
7: Hey, Rory,
3: you down there?
5: Yasmin, is that you? Quick, lock the door.
3: Whoa, you're in a shimmering bubble.
5: Thanks for the update. How did you get past the Z space woman?
3: She's only one person, while she was in the front, swung around the back. Your mom told me where to find the back door's hide-a-key.
5: Right, the hidea key Wait, my mom?
3: Yeah, she's on the phone right now. Here, I'll put it on speaker. Rory, are you okay? Mom, how the heck? I'll explain later. What's going on?
5: Well, I'm trapped. There's this kind of energy field surrounding me. A guy from Z-Space was here, and when he touched it, he got dusted.
3: Wow, just like a Marvel movie. Is there anything else you can tell me?
5: I've been looking through Dad's computer while I've been trapped in here. From what I can figure out, the experiment is in two steps. Power up and execute. And it looks like there's no way to turn it off now that it's been activated. I don't think there's a way out of here without pressing the button and I'm really freaked out and I'm not sure where I'm going to end up. Mom, I think Dad made a time machine. Of course. It all makes sense now.
3: Colin somehow invented a way to time travel. I don't get it. He traveled through time, not space. Don't you see? He rematerialized in the exact spot he left from. He didn't move. The Earth did.
4: Right, because the Earth is always moving as it rotates around the sun. Wait, so so that's what's going to happen to Rory?
2: Poor kid. Lex... I'm so sorry.
3: Don't be. He's gonna be fine, because we're gonna catch him.
4: How do you expect us to do that? We're kind of joined at the hip with the Earth, and it's not like we can reverse the planet's orbit. We're gonna miss him.
3: Not if we go the long way. We get Rory to program his trip to one year from now, give or take. If we do the math right, we might be able to save him. We line up the station at the exact spot he's supposed to appear.
2: Let me get this straight. You expect me to calculate his exact position, factoring in not only the rotation of the Earth around the sun, but our own rotation around
4: the Earth. We might have to adjust the station's orbital speed to make it all line up
2: right, but it is possible. Easy for you to say, you're not the
1: mathematician. Can you do it?
2: I don't know that anyone could.
1: Tony, can
3: you do it? I'll try.
1: Professor Colin Smith's Basement Laboratory, 4.46 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
3: Hey, are you guys still with me? Yeah. Yeah, right here. Listen, we have a plan. It's gonna sound kind of crazy, but you have to trust me.
5: Sure. It's not like I have much of a choice.
3: Good. Now, I need you to find whatever interface controls your transportation base. We need to control exactly when you'll be
5: back. I don't see anything like that.
3: Gaz, look around. It might be outside the radius of the bubble. Here it is. I found it. Great. Now type in March 13th, 2037, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
5: Wait. Whoa, wait. I'm going to miss a whole year. I'm sorry, son.
3: It's the only way.
5: Hey. Why is
3: this door locked? Who's down there? It's now or never.
5: Fine. Do it. I put in the date. We're
3: good to go. Okay, Rory. All you have to do is hit execute.
5: Don't do it, kid. See you in a year, bud. Thanks, Yaz. Don't go anywhere, okay? You got it.
1: Here goes nothing. One year later, Z-Space Corporate Space Station. March 13th, 2037, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
5: Oh, my God. Rory. It worked. I don't believe it. Oh, my God.
3: I'm alive. I'm so happy you're safe. And why do y'all look like someone died? Something happened. What?
4: A few weeks after you left, the US government seized all z-space assets. Some top general apparently thought our discoveries would serve the war effort better than the space colonization
2: project. We're not 100% sure, but we think your father's experiment was replicated on a much larger scale.
5: I don't understand.
3: It's gone. The Earth. The entire planet. Gone? Gone where?
5: Somewhere in time, kid. But that doesn't make sense. How could it be gone?
3: The universe has been expanding since the big boom, like never-ending ripples in a pond, forever moving away from the center. We think they must have traveled so far into the past or so far into the future that the Earth itself is no longer in the solar system. We're not even sure it's in the Milky Way. We just don't know.
5: That's impossible.
3: I'm sorry, Rory, but we're all that's left.
0: We're alone. Alonzi was written by Joe Wakefield, featuring the vocal talents of Alex Killian as Dr. Jonathan Whitaker, Donnie Michael Miller as Dr. Anthony Capaldi, Elizabeth Flack as Dr. Alexis Smith, Lily Fisher as the news anchor, Chloe Colleen as Yasmeen Eccleson, Jesse Lee Pachinko as Rory Smith, Lizzie Anna Wakefield as Miss Pond, Heston Mosher as Mr. Tennant, Hannah Christensen as General Piper, Sasha Kirtle as Karen McKee, Andy Cash as Arthur Gill, narrated by Sierra White. Produced by Liziana Wakefield and Joe Wakefield. Directed by L.M. Fisher. Sound design by Luke Fisher. Tattered Tales is brought to you by Nagano Press Studios and Spooky Castle Productions. Thanks for listening. Okay, that should be good, right? I think so.